want to talk about this process of consciously letting go because it is a very important one for anyone on any kind of path in which they hope for true and real success because ambition can only get you so far purpose and drive can only do so much for you and what I think we find out hopefully not too late the real success that we have depends on our ability to consciously let go and in a very real way give in to the unknown and yet by giving in to that unknown we actually allow ourselves to be more than just our what we think is our purpose we what we think is our drive there are so many times that I myself um, attempt to to do something in a very particular way it could be the simplest of things like just trying to sleep or trying to control my emotions or try and put on the best face for middle tree be the best leader I, I can portray an image that not that it isn't me because I put a lot of myself into every projection and, and I think that there's a great deal of authenticity there but there is also often a great deal of an attempt at, at the control and it's simply an attempt that is more or less at the end of the day futile we all have wants desires things that we aspire to things that we try to be things that we think that we should do we should be but at the end of it all not sure what any of that or who that matters to or, or what that really means because there's really there's really nobody except for our, our own perception really ultimately nothing except for our own perception that can actually alter and or hinder the reality of a given situation the whole world can be against you but if you are with verity itself 
Nothing can oppose you. Not truly. And it's our perspective. It's the things that we let shine through. It's the things that we also let go of that allow us to flourish. There's a beautiful saying that says to hold on to anything, you first have to open your hand. And if we don't consciously let go of so many things that, I mean, all the things that we try and control, we, we have to be natural. We have to be our truest selves. We have to be the thing that we were meant to be in order to to really thrive in the ways that we're capable of. I think that um, again we're always in this great attempt at being something. There's this great want to be. There's a great want to become. But there's not as nearly as much focus on what we actually are. Because we don't often test those waters. We don't often just sit with ourselves and ask, who are we? And how do we do the things that we do? And why do we do the things that we do? And just look at that naturally without attempting to alter it or skew it or be anything other than. Because we all have an idea about the kinds of people we want to be. And most all the time, that idea is, does not line up with reality. That idea is something that is far off and difficult to obtain for so many of us. Um, and so we, we fake fake this image or we play to this idea we try and become the idea with without having the authenticity it's like trying to solve an equation without having the fundamental knowledge or it's like trying to solve a problem to, to answer something without fundamentally understanding the problem. And we hold on to so many images. We hold on to so many thoughts about 
why things are, what our relationship to them is. We very seldom just let things be. We very seldom attempt to, to not attempt and to just let things naturally progress. Here's the thing about Vim is that when it's properly understood, it's like surfing. You, you ride the wave and through that riding of it, you, you coalesce with it and you can harness the power that's there. But that's not control in the way that we typically think of it. And yet there's something greater that happens there because there's a combination of oneself and that power that is harvested. And that, that power has a, has a source and it's that source that really comprises what we are truly and really and makes this whole structure of being what it is. And I, I think we're all guilty of playing up to this power. I think we're all guilty of wanting something that is like a conceptual phantom. It, it isn't there. But then, again, I think we all have to make an effort to be okay with the fact that things are as they are. And if we put our faith and trust in that, then we find a peace. And that's an easy thing to say conceptually. It's a very easy thing to say. It's much different when you're going through it. I always think that when I have to, when I do these dictations, I have to sound like a great philosopher. I so often try to be wise and try to be smart sounding even though it's just me talking to myself and more than likely no one will ever hear these um, and that's probably true and yet I still you know, have this attempt at wisdom which you know in a way is, is fine Except that, in another way, it negates 
my natural state, my my naturality, my my essence, my core. It negates my humanity and it attempts makes this great attempt at something more. That's one of the greatest sins of all is to try and in vanity be more than you are. It's okay to reach for greatness and all of that, absolutely. I mean, if we didn't strive to be to have a better situation uh, then we would find ourselves quite destitute quite often but that's not what we're really talking about here we're talking about being not, not being more but not becoming more but discovering what we are and allowing that process to take place. And it can, doesn't have to even be a process. It can be instantaneous. Because if we're striving to improve our situation, if we're trying to be a better athlete or a better academic or a better family member or whatever. That's fine. That's improving your situation. That's not what we're talking about. That's improving... Because that stuff is already within all of us. It's just... How badly... Do we want to refine it? And in what way do we take... What's the route that we take to get there? What we're talking about is allowing ourselves the capacity to fail. Allowing for what we perceive as failure, but allowing ourselves to to walk that path in whatever way we need to. Because we are already great. We have that spark of divinity within us, all of us. Verity exists, and we're a part of it. And yet for all of us, we have a slightly different relationship to it. And that relationship does need attending to But to think that we need to become something when we have the power of the entire universe within us. And not only that, we have the capacity to mold that power in whatever ways we see best suited to That becomes something that we need to 
acknowledge and we need to that that's an expression we need to cultivate and that that's worth exploring yet it needs to be also worth our time again to make the allowance to let go of the want for control How do we talk to a person in a destitute situation? That's a very difficult subject because what we're talking about requires a great deal of faith. And where we really struggle, where we really suffer is through a lack of acceptance is through something that tells us to hold on to a very particular way when the Buddhist monks speak of letting go or speak of detachment they, again they're not really talking about the detachment themselves from material things yes that's a part of it but it goes much deeper they're really speaking about detachment from conceptual graspings from the way that we conceptually hang and cling to whatever it might be If we're able to let those concepts, let those ideas, let those thoughts, let all those things that cause suffering, we allow them to pass through us, to experience them, yes, but then to have them pass through us. Well, then we're not at their whim anymore. They don't control us. It doesn't matter what happens to us. Because again, there is a faith there. And we're not holding on to who we think we are. That's what the ego is. It is who we think we are. It's this amalgamate of ideas and experiences, thoughts, emotions, and the memory of all those things. And we spit out a narrative. But that narrative is such a small chapter. Again, it's what we've chosen to focus on. What if we could live a life that focused much more broadly? that was almost so quote-unquote unfocused that it was able to obtain 
the wide frame picture of all of it. And then when it saw that we, we needed to narrow in on a particular thing, we could do that. That might be a kind of happening that would better suit us as conscious beings. It would be a potentially, certainly a different way to structure our conscious and a potentially better one. Well, better, worse, these things are not great words to use. But my contention is that it could very well be a way out of suffering. Because if we let go, then we cannot be hurt. We can't be can't be stabbed by the sword and there's no self to bleed per se and it's not that having a self is such a bad thing as long as we're truly aware of the intimate hierarchy of its place that intimate hierarchy within the entire in the entirety of, of phenomena itself, in the entirety of being within the world. Because if we chose to let go, and this is the thing of it all, is our conceptual minds are a very sticky trap. But if we were able to choose the path that hardly resisted anything that came to it, again, we would become accepting. Through acceptance, we have no pain because an acceptance is love and joy, contentment, all, all of those things. So, what if we walked that path? What if we forgot the things that? we supposedly hate and supposedly love and supposedly give us pain, supposedly don't want to do. And what if we were able only and just to have an experience that was apart from all of those things that we supposedly had a position or stance towards a position with 
what would our experience look like if it was uninhibited in that way? How might we better serve ourselves structure of the world that we are so intimately a part of. The premise for something known, a book I wrote, started with this idea that I was told when I was in college, I was in grad school, and I was told this story about a monk who had this capacity to tell a secret. Um, it wasn't much of a secret, he just had a capacity to sit with people and, and heal them. And all he would say to people was, let it go. <laughs> it seems very very simple but all he would say people were angry people were upset people were hurt people were at odds and what is it to be at odds it's to be unaccepting of a situation to be frustrated with a particular situation because we wanted something other than And yet this monk came in with this very simple notion to, to just let it go. And then there he encountered one particular man who was dying. And he told him this. He said, let it go. And the man said, I can't. And so the monk said, then let it in. So what if letting go well, let me put it this way is he may have said let it in, the monk may have said let it in to this man but I think he really just did mean also let it go <laughs> letting it go letting it in these are concepts also Again, being with the thing, caressing with the thing, experiencing the thing. That's where Vim lives. That's where we can truly be with, truly caress. by allowing the experience allowing the thing to be with us and yet not be truly at our cores affected by it we need to understand that there is something larger happening and we're only able to 
really participate within it. Once we're able to have that full experience of it. And that can only be achieved, quote unquote, if we are sensitive and so attuned to this thing that we're able to to be with it, to experience it, to feel it. It really comes down more to a feeling than anything else. comes down more to a capacity to house a certain thing, to be a vestige for that, let it pass through us, to, again, have it, to possess it without being affected. Be so in touch with it. That we're not touched by it because it's simply a part of us. It's simply who we are. But it doesn't define us. It doesn't make us in one way or another. Because what that truly is could not possibly be contained in words. One of the most conceptualized thing of all in language. we need to understand that being is a very particular choice that having an existence is a very particular choice And it's something that we all do after at least a certain, after we've refined ourselves in a certain manner. We all do it. And we choose to keep doing it. So, then we have to choose how it's going to look like and how it's going to be done. We're going to have to either embrace it fully and really say yes to all of it. 
and well, in something known. When I heard that story of about the monk, again, I was very moved by it. But my take on it was that what if the secret that was being passed on from person to person in, in, in something known in my book, what was just the simple word yes? Because in yes, there's possibility. potential and then there's the potential of actualizing concretizing that potential and it becomes you become one with it and that is what we are doing by living as we are saying yes at every moment so even the conscious choice of letting go or letting in uh, is something that we're doing without our even really choosing it or more so just having an experience and it's up to us whether or not we continue to fight it and thus be at odds with it entirely possible that to live a life of peace we simply accept things as they are knowing that this is not a final destination because there is no finality in ultimacy in in verity and we are very much living out that ultimacy We are truly the ones who make that ultimacy a possibility and perpetuate it. So we need to have understanding that there is much that we can do. Although it may be entirely better if we did nothing other than simply being what we are and letting everything else be right along with us. <laughs>